Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Join us live Tuesday nights at 7 Pacific or by podcast anytime throughout the academic year. Listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or by podcast each week over iTunes or at our conference website, GNACsports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Welcome to GNAC Insider on this Tuesday night. We're happy to have you with us. We've got a great show tonight as we talk about Simon Fraser men's soccer with Alan Koch, who's now into the final four for the second year in a row. Western Washington has a lot of great athletics going on. Steve Carr, the athletic director, will be with us. And we're going to talk about the Great Alaska Shootout with broadcaster Keaton Homer. Thanks for coming with us on GNAC Insider. Whether it's something that you do live and join in on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, or whether you happen to do it by podcast or through the website uh, throughout the course of the week, we're very happy to have you here, and I'm very happy to uh, welcome to the program the guy who uh, I can kind of consider him the executive producer of the uh, GNAC Insider, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well, Kevin. How are you doing? Well, so I know you had kind of an exciting weekend. Uh, we talked about it at the end of last week's show. Before we get too far along, tell us how your weekend was in Spokane. Well, it was quite busy, but that's the way you want it. You know, it was a, a national meet, and uh, we couldn't ask for a better day, and we really enjoyed watching all the teams who came out to participate. So overall, now, uh, just give us a, sort of an overview of how the competition went. Well, it was really strong competition. You know, Grand Valley State and Adams State, two of the top uh, perennial top powerhouses in the cross-country realm, really uh, the Grand Valley State women took home the team award, and the Adams State men won that team award. For the GNAC, uh, Alaska Anchorage women finished in fourth place overall, so that was really cool to have a top-five finishing team. Absolutely. Yeah, Alaska Anchorage has had a heck of a season, so I'm glad they had a strong showing at the Nationals. Well, Evan, thanks so much for the good work you put in this week, and we'll uh, catch up with you toward the end of the show. All right, sounds good. Okay, thanks, Evan. We're going to start out tonight by talking soccer with a gentleman who was our guest just a couple of weeks ago after a very uh, exciting game that was actually lost to rival Seattle Pacific. But Alan Koch's team, Simon Fraser University, has had a terrific uh, a couple of playoffs since then in the NCAA uh, tournament. SFU just clinched its second straight Division II Final Four berth. Uh, they'll be playing in Evans, Georgia on December 5th against Carson, Newsom, uh, Carson Newman of Tennessee. Um, so, uh, Coach Koch, thanks so much for being with us tonight. We appreciate it. No, no, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. So give our listeners uh, sort of a rundown. Uh, take us all the way through the bracket from the beginning until uh, until where we are now. Yeah, when we, uh, we began a few weeks ago in the NCAA National Tournament, we were seated fourth uh, in the West. Um, I don't know if that was the correct seating or not, but uh, ourselves were seated fourth in Seattle Pacific. Also, one of our fellow GNAC teams were, were in the tournament too with us, and they were seated sixth. Uh, the other teams were all California-based teams. Um, we had to go, just like Seattle Pacific did, on the road down to California. Um, we managed to get through our first game against Cal Baptist. And then we played Cal State LA, the number one seed uh, at their place. Uh, we managed to get through that game. We came home for a few days and then uh, quickly turned around for the Sweet 16 in Denver, 
went there and we uh, played another California team, the number two seed um, in our region, the University of California at San Diego, uh, for the regional championship. We won that, so became the West Region champs, and then we went on to the Elite Eight and played against the host, Regis University, there in Denver, and managed to beat them 5 nothing on Sunday. I imagine it's not easy to place the seedings for these tournaments, but in retrospect, and I know you guys were ranked number one at one point this season, in retrospect, it is maybe a little bit questionable that you were seeded so low. Uh, incredibly questionable. I don't think our GNAC conference really received the respect it deserved this year in men's soccer, and that's not just ourselves in Seattle Pacific, that's the other teams in our conference too. It's We've got a fantastic conference, um, and it's great competition, and, and really part of why my team is, is in the Final Four this year is the strength and the challenges that our fellow GNAC teams have provided us with throughout the course of the season. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we could go and represent the GNAC and, and win the, the regional championship. It was, it was great, and hopefully that's earned a bit more respect for our conference. Well, I would have to think it has, because a couple of your victories, you're modest and say you got by, but a couple of you, I mean, you had a couple of blowout wins. Yeah, we did. It's um, We're a fun team to watch. I think when it clicks, it, it truly clicks, um, and you can see some of the goal output that we've been able to achieve in, in some of our games, non-conference games, conference games, and now in the NCAA postseason. Um, and I think that's one of our strengths, is we have the ability to score, and it's not just from one player, it's from many players. We've got a bunch of guys that, that love to attack, um, and it's a big part of why we've had the success we have. Well, you know, if I look at your goals for and your goal to, goals against uh, statistics for the season, they were always very impressive, but I'll bet they're just as impressive in the postseason, which suggests to me that the competition you're seeing uh, really may not be that different than what you see week to week in the GNAC. Yeah, it's uh, the NCAA National Tournament. These games have been very, very tough. Um, we're playing on the road. But in the GNAC, the, the level of competition is the exact same. Um, we went to Seattle Pacific this year. We lost at Seattle Pacific. We went to Western Washington. We lost at Western Washington. We went out to the University of Mary in North Dakota, and we, we tied with them. And I think playing all these good teams, um, and there's other teams that we beat, and we just narrowly beat them on, on the road, uh, the likes of Northwest Nazarene and Montana State Billings. Even St. Martin's, too, was a tough game at their place. Uh, those games really prepared us for the postseason, and, I think we owe uh, the conference and our fellow teams uh, a lot of credit for helping. They really helped prepare us uh, for this postseason run. You know, last time we spoke, you talked about the difficulty of travel in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. I would think in one sense, maybe getting accustomed to that kind of demanding travel would help you at this point in the season. Yeah, I I think so. uh, Guys are used to being on the road. Uh, It's tough, obviously, academically. Uh, for the guys uh, trying to stay on top of their studies, particularly at a university like Simon Fraser that's globally ranked. It's it's not easy to, to stay on top of their studies and, and balance it. But I think from an athletic perspective, it's it's helped prepare us uh, for being on the road uh, and having to travel some uh, vast distances. Um, yeah, it's definitely helped us get us ready for these games and uh, hopefully help us when we head down to Georgia next week. So you're in the same place you were last year, making the Final Four two years in a row is an amazing accomplishment. How do you feel about this year's team versus where you were a year ago? Um, well, completely different team. We, we graduated a lot of seniors last year. We brought in a lot of new players this year. and It's been a lot of hard work to really integrate the group and get them to where they are now. Between August and now, we're a completely different group. We were a bunch of different individuals uh, and a few returning players in August, and, and now we're a team. Um, 
And I think last year when we went down to the Final Four, we were excited. It's being new in, in the NCAA and being the only Canadian team, I think it was a great novelty to go down to the NCAA Final Four with some of the guys we're excited about. I think our group this year is a little bit more level-headed. And we're going down there to play in the next game. Our, our mandate's always been get yourselves ready for the next game, and we're really, really focusing on that, and we're excited to play against Carson Newman next week. What have you been able to learn about Carson Newman? Uh, obviously, at this stage, you're in the national semifinals, so they have to be a very, very good team. Um, a very hardworking team, very organized, uh, and a couple special players, um, which I think every team's going to be like this at, at this stage. So we're expecting an absolute battle. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully have the players that have been injured back. Uh, we've had guys that were sick this last weekend. They'll hopefully be over that too. Uh, we had a player who was suspended, so he'll be good to go. So we're, we're optimistic we'll have everybody back and available for selection um, because we know we'll need everybody. It'll be a tough game, but uh, we'll be ready for it. And how's everybody's health? Uh, we struggled a little bit. It's being on the road as much as we have. It takes its toll. Uh, a lot of the players were were struggling a little bit. Um, we had two players uh, that couldn't even play uh, in the game on Sunday. Uh, one was very very sick, so wasn't even consideration for him to play. The other guy was struggling a little bit. Once we went up, we didn't didn't put back in at all. Our captain Marco Fagelli played through being very very sick. He was pale and ill, and uh, I take my hat off to him. He, he really dug down and he grounded out to, to stay on the pitch for the full 90 minutes. Uh, didn't look very good afterwards, obviously, but uh, a few days off are definitely going to help him. Well, good. So, you know, usually if we talk about health, I would think injuries, but it doesn't sound like injuries. It sounds like illness. Yeah, we have a few little injuries, uh, but we have a great medical staff. Uh, I feel pretty confident that they're going to be able to get everybody back, uh, and hopefully everybody should be good to go um, for, for next week. Okay, well, we sure will be following uh, with great excitement. Coach Koch, congratulations. A tremendous accomplishment getting back there the second year in a row, and we wish you the very best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Alan Koch, and what a tremendous season it's been for the clan in soccer for the second year in a row. Just absolutely fantastic. Now let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Bellingham, the Western Washington women's soccer team is celebrating a pair of wins last weekend that earned the team its first ever berth into the NCAA Division II Final Four. The team earned GNAC Co-Team of the Week honors along with the Final Four-bound Simon Fraser men's soccer team. The Western Washington Volleyball team earned the number five seed in the West Regional Tournament and will face number four seeded Sonoma State in the first round on December 5th. Alaska Anchorage received the number seven seed and will face BYU Hawaii in round one, while Central Washington received the eighth seed and is pitted against host and top seeded Cal State San Bernardino. The 2013 GNAC Volleyball All-Conference team was announced Tuesday with Western Washington junior Kayla Erickson being voted Player of the Year. Teammate Samantha Hutchinson earned Defensive Player of the Year honors and Quinn Barker and Aaron Braun of Alaska Anchorage earned Newcomer of the Year and Freshman of the Year, respectively. Western Washington head coach Diane Flick and Alaska Anchorage head coach Chris Green shared GNAC Coach of the Year honors. 
And be sure to visit GNACSports.com for the full 2013 Volleyball All-Conference teams, as well as the 2013 Dactronics Men's and Women's Soccer All-West Region teams. Read up on all the Red Lion Athletes of the Week every week at GNACSports.com. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News & World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. We're glad you're with us for GNAC Insider. It's been a great week, as we mentioned, for Simon Fraser's soccer team. Well, the Western Washington uh, in Bellingham, everything seems to be going pretty well for uh, WWU, and their athletic director, Steve Card, is joining us. Associate athletic director for 23 years, interim AD beginning this year, golf coach for 20 years. But so many things are going well for WWU. Let's start with uh, women's soccer. Steve, thanks very much for being with us. No, it's great to be with you guys. So tell me about the uh, the season the women's uh, soccer team has had this year. Well, it's been an outstanding season. I mean, uh, you know, 20 wins uh, versus one loss. I mean, it's been a great year. Travis Cannell, our head coach, has done an amazing job. And, and uh, you know, it's just a great group of young women that have done a, a tremendous uh, amount of work during the off season and getting ready for this season. And, uh, you know, things are paying off for us right now. It's really been a long-standing, strong soccer program, has it not? It has been. You know, I mean, I, I've been around the program for a long time. I go back to the years of Dominic Arjula, you know, and the years that he had as a great, you know, done, done a great job back in the, uh, you know, the, the, in the 80s and the, in the early 90s, and, and they continued on, and, and Travis has kind of taken it to another level. Obviously, we're in uncharted territory at this point, and, Getting to this uh, this far in the postseason, but uh, yeah, it's a long stra- long-standing tradition of, of uh, great women's soccer at Western. So, what does it mean now, as you say, breaking into new territory, getting to the Final Four? What does that mean to the institution? Well, it means a tremendous amount. You know, I mean, we've uh, been fortunate where we've had other teams, and you know, in our men's basketball and women's basketball programs making it to the Final Four last year, our men's golf team making it to the national semifinal. And, uh, you know, those, that has brought, uh, you know, tremendous exposure to the university. And certainly I think in this in this case, you know, here we go again. You know, we've got another team and, and uh, you know, making it to that, that level. I mean, I think it shows that uh, our women's soccer program is, is emerging and, and becoming one of the elite programs in the country. It, it's tremendous exposure to the university and to our athletic program. So it's, uh, it really is significant in terms of what they've accomplished. For you personally, being a coach in one sport and then seeing the success 
in so many different sports as interim athletic director. Do you feel like your relationship with the other coaching staff might be enhanced by the fact that you two coach? You know, I, I think that they can, uh, you know, I can't speak for them, but I think that they can recognize that, you know, I've, I've walked in their shoes, albeit in a different sport. I think that they, they can, you know, see that I know what it takes and know the effort that, it, that the, their kids have put in and the effort that the coaches and staff has put in and, and them themselves as head coaches. And and so I think they can appreciate that uh, that I, I've, I've, I've been there, done that, and, and, uh, and you know, I certainly can uh, appreciate all the effort they put into their teams doing well. So they're, it, uh, it certainly helps. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm completely, uh, uh, you know, not aware of, of all the things that they've done. And, and so it, it certainly helps in terms of those relationships and, and, and being, being able to communicate on a, on a similar, similar level. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give ourselves a chance to talk about volleyball. Let's talk about the volleyball team now. You've got uh, the fifth seed going into the West Regional Tournament. Uh, tell me about uh, their team so far this year. Well, you know, uh, Diane Flick Williams has done an amazing job. I mean, over her entire career. I mean, this is like their sixth or seventh conference championship and appearance in the in the postseason. And and uh, you know, they, they, it's an amazing program. You know, I mean, uh, at home we've only lost I think 14 matches since 2000. You know, that's, that's uh, 14 matches in in 14 seasons. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. So it. it uh, it's a great program. Diane's done a wonderful job. Uh, it certainly, you know, going back to 2007 when we played for the national championship, it's certainly been one of the powerhouse programs in the country, I think, and sustained that over the years. Um, you know, and, and so we're we're optimistic about our chances this year. I mean, the, the team has done well at only three losses. Uh, I think there, you know, we had a little bump in the middle of the season there where we lost a couple in a row at home, which is very, very rare for that to happen. But I think the team has responded well. I think they're looking forward to going down to San Bernardino. I think uh, an opportunity to play Sonoma State in that first round and maybe avenge a, a loss that uh, that we took earlier in the year in the tournament. Uh, so we're 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 looking forward to that. It's a great team, and, and it's you know primarily a junior. Uh, all the kids are mostly juniors and, and younger, and so uh, not a senior-laden team at, at all. And, and you know, who knows how far they can go this year? Hopefully, they can go all the way. But uh, but the, the future looks very bright for that program. Boy, it sure sounds like it. You know, every mm-hmm. team's going to have a hiccup sometime during the season. It seems to me if you're going to have one, the middle of the season is probably not a bad place to have it. Yeah, you know, I think you can learn a lot from that. I think that you can, you know, I mean, I think it, it grounds your team a little bit and, and that, uh, you know, they can be beaten and it makes them uh, work a little bit harder in practice and get them a little bit more prepared for, for uh, you know, the home stretch and, and going into the regional tournament. And, uh, and I think we've, we've certainly learned a lot from those losses earlier in the year. And I think the team has done a great job in, in responding to that. I think it was a you know big uh, road trip a couple weeks ago when we went up to Alaska and we had to play Alaska Anchorage, which for all intents and purposes came down to be the uh, the, the conference championship match. And you know we went up there and lost the first set and ended up winning two straight and walked out of there with a win and, and ultimately that paid off as a conference championship. And so I think they're really learning a lot about themselves as the season has gone on and and uh, they've done a, a great job and. I think uh, you know the coaching staff, both Diane and James, and and uh, you know they've done an amazing job getting the team prepared for the postseason. 
I want to give you a chance to talk about basketball. We're about to turn the corner here and head into the basketball season. How does Western mm-hmm. Washington look in basketball? Well, you know, on on the uh, on the men's side, I mean, so far they they they're three and zero. They're playing great. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a very athletic team, a team that could be very 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 good. It's uh, we're depending on a little bit of youth to kind of step up and and fill some of those big shoes that we've had uh, vacated in the last year and, and you know, graduating six, six seniors last year. But, you know, we've got uh, some returning players between Austin Bragg and Richard Woodworth, I mean, that are, that are fantastic players and certainly have been part of uh, successful programs. And so, you know, we're, uh, it's a tough league, though. The GNAC is a very, very challenging league, and, and it's very good from top to bottom. And, you can never take a night off, and, and I think they recognize that. We, we've got one of our biggest tests of the year coming up this Saturday, playing Metro State, you know, the only other team that's been in the Final Four each of the last two years besides ourselves. And, um, you know, and so that's going to be a huge, huge game. Um, and so the, the, the men's team is, is solid, and, but there's a lot of basketball to be played for the rest of the season. Um, on the women's side, you know, it's been a bit of a tough start. You know, they, they'll – they're one and three playing in a couple of tournaments. Uh, two out of those three losses have been in overtime. I think uh, the, the loss of Kayla Brunson this summer, you know, she uh, you know, blew her knee out in a, in a game uh, over in Spokane this summer, and she's out for the season. And, you know, you can't replace height and, and, uh, like that. And, uh, you know, Kayla has a presence in the inside, and I think we're missing that right now. And, and so it's a young team, and, again, they're depending on some youth to kind of step up and, and, uh, you know, they're taking their lumps early. But I think they're going to improve as the season goes along. I talked to Coach Dolfo, and, and she's optimistic that they're going to continue to improve as the season goes along. And so we should be a better team as as we get into the, uh, you know, the January, February and the conference play. So, uh, but uh, in the meantime, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a tough start, but uh, it's early in the season. Steve, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. You've got everything going so well there in Bellingham. I imagine the the Bellingham sports fan must be a, a pretty happy camper. Well, I would hope so. You know, I, of our five fall sports, we had four teams qualify for the national tournament, and the only team that didn't was our men's soccer program, and and they uh, they had one of their better seasons uh, this in recent memory. I mean, they finished eleven four and three, I believe, and. And uh, they were they were very close to making the postseason, and so they're uh, you know so far everything's been going very very well, and I would think it's a great time to be a, uh, a Viking right at this moment. Steve, thanks very much for being with us. We greatly appreciate it. Now let's take a look at this week in the GNAC. In Anchorage, preparations are underway for the Great Alaska Shootout, the annual men's and women's basketball tournament sponsored by Cars and Safeway, is set to run Tuesday through Saturday. The women's field includes Division I Georgetown, Nichols, and UC Riverside, who will join host Alaska Anchorage. The Alaska Anchorage men welcome uh, seven Division I schools, including Texas Christian University, which they'll play Wednesday night in a game televised by CBS Sports. In women's soccer, Western Washington will be pitted against defending national champions West Florida in its first NCAA Final Four match next weekend. The Vikings will kick off on December 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific time at Blanchard Woods Park in Evans, Georgia. The other semifinal match between Grand Valley State and American International will follow the first game. The two winners will meet in the national championship match on December 7th with the time to be determined. 
In men's soccer, Simon Fraser will face Carson Newman in the first round of the Final Four on December 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. In the other men's match, Southern New Hampshire will take on Rockhurst at 2 p.m. Pacific time. The winners of the two semifinal matches will meet on December 7th at noon Pacific time to decide the NCAA Division II national champion. And visit GNACsports.com for men's and women's soccer playoff live coverage, brackets, news, and updates. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A. Lead to better forms of protection and B. Allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Well, Alaska Anchorage is the site of... uh Something that's been a tradition in basketball for a long time and is back, I think, returned last year. The Great Alaska Shootout is coming up, and that marks the beginning of the college basketball season for a lot of people. We're very pleased to have with us Keaton Homer, who is the uh, radio voice, uh, also broadcast television for UAA Men's Basketball. Keaton, thanks very much for being with us. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me on. So tell me, uh, let's let's talk first about uh, what's coming up here this week. Uh, let's start with uh, women's the women's play. Uh, how do you see? Uh, give us a bit of a preview of the Great Alaska Shootout. Well, you know the women's field is it's pretty solid once again this season. Of course, you got Division One Georgetown uh, coming to town, the Nickel State as well, and then UC Riverside, who UAA plays later later tonight. It'll it'll be a tough challenge for UAA, but. Historically, the UAA women have been able to make it to the championship game uh, the past five seasons, and they've been able to uh, win three championships in a row, Great Alaska Shootout championships in a row, over some quality opponents. I I don't foresee why they can't do that again against UC Riverside uh, tonight and make it to the championship game once again. I think Georgetown will give uh, Nickel State a run for their money as well, but I think Georgetown will pull that one out, and uh, UAA and Georgetown will meet in that championship game. Boy, that's that's a great preview already. That sounds like an exciting uh, exciting uh, conclusion if it goes that way. Now, how about the men's I think it uh, matchups? Tell me about the men's uh, the men, bracket. The men's bracket. Uh, there's a lot of great teams as usual. Of course, you have seven other teams from from out of state. Of course, UAA's in it. The Denver Pioneers, Wisconsin Green Bay. You have the University of Tulsa. You have the Harvard Crimson coming up. Uh, Indiana State, and then of course uh, the Pepperdine Waves as well. So some great competi- competition, Division One competition for UAA. Uh, UAA's opening round opponent, the TCU Horned Frogs, 
who didn't have a great season last year, only won uh, two conference games in the Big 12 Conference last year, but they have a lot of guys returning, a lot of guys returning off the injury. So the opening round opponent for UAA is going to be very challenging. But UAA in the opening part of the season, they're five and one. They've been shooting the ball really, really well. Uh, they knocked off the number five team in the nation, Minnesota State, in a tournament down in uh, Anaheim earlier to start the season. So the Sea Wolves off to a strong start. They just got ranked last week, 21st in the nation in the Division II poll. So for the first time in a long time, it's been a while since UAA has won a first-round game, but if there's ever a time to do it, uh, tomorrow night at, at 10 p.m. Alaska time, uh, 11 p.m. there on the West Coast uh, on CBS Sports Network would be the time to upset the, uh, the Horned Frogs. Well, I hope all the GNAC folks will be uh, watching on TV. you got to set the alarm clock today. It's the day before Thanksgiving, yeah. so, you know, we can sleep in on Thursday <laughs> if we want to. There you so, go. So give me some uh, ideas here. How you see, let's start uh, this time with the men's, how you see the GNAC uh, uh, competition uh, this year and how the Seawolves fit into it? Well, I think the Seawolves uh, are actually better than what they were last year. Obviously, they made the postseason tournament. Uh, in Lacey, Washington last year and then uh, got knocked out on a game-winning three-pointer by Central Washington there at the buzzer. And if it wasn't for that, the season probably would have gone a little bit further than they like. But I think they have a lot of guys returning from last season, obviously. They have Travis Thompson coming back off the redshirt. You have Brian McGill, who transferred from Western Oregon, uh, sat out last year and redshirted. Uh, He's running the point guard for uh, Rusty Osborne this year. And so far, they look really, really well. And I think they'll be right up there with Western Washington, a team that won the division last year. So uh, I think UAA is certainly going to be ranked for uh, the foreseeable future in the top 25 uh, if they can stay healthy uh, right up there with Western Washington. I would be very surprised if UAA fell below uh, middle of the pack this year uh, in the GNAC conference. But they'll be up there with Western Washington. Uh, UAA will be right behind them this season. Tough conference, though. You know, a lot of tough competition. There is a lot of tough competition, and of course, you know, uh, there, you know, Northwest Nazarene always seems to give UAA a run for the money, no matter if it's played in Nampa or in Anchorage. Uh, but you know, UAA is going to be very, very strong this season, uh, and they'll be in the top three for sure. Uh, you have Northwest Nazarene, and you got Simon Fraser, who's always improving. It, it seems like year in and year out, um, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Seattle Pacific is is very good. They have a lot of guys returning. Uh, as well, but uh, the division is tough, and I, you know Coach Osborne knows that, and he knows how important every game is in the GNAC conference. And of course, after the shootout wraps up, they go into conference play. I think they uh, have UAF uh, after the shootout wraps up at, at home, so uh, they start off conference play rather early this season. So that will so, be a tough game for them. Tell me this: uh, Is there a feeling of nostalgia a little bit this year with the Great Alaska Shootout last time at the Sullivan Arena? You know, I've talked to a few people about that, and I think there is a little bit. Uh, the last time at the Sullivan Arena, but I think with that comes the excitement of moving into a new <laughs> arena, a, a new okay. era, uh, I guess. Uh, this arena has had a lot of history and seen a lot of things here uh, as it was built in the uh, early early 80s. The, the Great Alaska Shootout used to be hosted on uh, what is now Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson here in, here in the Anchorage area. It used to be played on an Army base in the first uh, Great Alaska Shootout tournament games were played before it moved to the Sullivan Arena, and now it has been here for the past 30, uh, 32 years or so. And now it'll move to a new home at the Alaska Airlines Center on the Alaska Airlines Center on the campus of UAA, which is going to be a beautiful multi-million-dollar facility. Uh, it'll be able to sit somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 people for a basketball game. 
Uh, it is going to be a fabulous arena. I've had the chance to tour it, and it is one of the top-notch facilities, definitely in Division Two sports, maybe even Division One as well. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about it. You said you did get a chance to tour it, huh? Yeah, I did get a chance to tour it. I walked through it about a couple of months ago when they were uh, just trying to uh, button up the outside before winter came along. Uh, that was back in uh, September, so uh, they were trying to get everything buttoned up outside, and then they were going to start working on the inside. But it is one of the most beautiful things. You have, to, of course, uh, the basketball arena, and then there's a separate area for the gymnastics uh, team to practice and uh, do their stuff. And then you have um, basically almost like an atrium in the middle of the the arena that students can pass through, and, and you know they can check out the basketball arena and the gymnastics, and there's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and there besides those two venues as well. And it is, it is just a, such a beautiful facility. It, it was much needed uh, from the standpoint of for UAA. I mean, to get out of what they're playing in now with the Wells Fargo Sports Complex wasn't even meant to originally host collegiate athletics when uh, UAA was first founded. So uh, it was a much-needed facility and a huge improvement from uh, what the Seawolves have now. And I guess ice hockey, volleyball, everybody's going to benefit. The entire athletic program's got to benefit from this, I would think. Oh, the entire athletic program certainly is going to benefit from 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 having this this arena. Uh, ice hockey team will will stay where it's at right now at the Sullivan Arena. They continue to play home games at the Sullivan, but everybody else is moving uh, over to the the, the new uh, Alaska Airlines complex. So once that comes on board uh, next fall, it'll certainly be a sight to see. And I expect uh, every venue for gymnastics for men's and women's basketball, volleyball, you know, for that first season, I expect it's going to be tough to find an open seat in that house. Oh, that's very exciting. Very exciting. Keaton Homer, thank you so much for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider, and I hope you enjoy the uh, Great Alaska Shootout and that it goes just the way you uh, predicted. All right, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you so much. Keaton Homer with us on GNAC Insider, the play-by-play broadcaster for uh, Alaska Anchorage. And uh, a great uh, season we hope uh, they'll have coming up. Evan O'Kelly rejoins us. Evan, thanks very much for being with us again tonight, putting on uh, a great show for us. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to uh, all the upcoming playoffs. You know, we talked about men's and women's soccer here, and volleyball is getting underway as well. And you got to stay up. Now, tomorrow night, we got to stay up late, 11 o'clock. Uh, Keaton said it's when the uh, TV broadcast starts uh, of Alaska Anchorage on CBS Sports. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, with the uh, day off Thursday, not really an excuse to miss that one. CBS <laughs> Sports, we'll have to tune in for that. Yep, I'm with you there entirely. Hey, Evan, thanks so much for you and for all of our listeners. Hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're happy to have you with us every week on GNAC Insider. But do make it a very nice family time. Hope you get a chance to catch us next week on Tuesday night when we'll be back with GNAC Insider. But thanks very much for being with us. Good night, Evan, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Good night, Kevin. You as well. Okay. Thanks very much for being with us, and we'll catch you next Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.